Shout out my nigga, he big on conspiracy R.I.P. Keller, we feeling your spirit I had to put this shit up on the internet Cause I know they want to take it so serious I told a hater he don't want to listen He better go take up his ears Michelle Obama is a boy We don't Jamaica no tears Jiggas, I'm joking, don't mean I don't never be serious Alistair 99 at my nigga for real Yeah, I fuck with my peers Had to make me a channel to talk about the real Cause I know they gon' hear Alistair 99 at my nigga for real Nah, I know they gon' hear It was just like Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Conspiracy Castle. I'm your conspiracy asshole, Primetime 99, Alex Hine. And guys, today we have the very special pleasure of the one, the only, the comedian. You know him from the Compound Media, Crime Report Now. You've seen him at the Stand New York. You've seen him at every club everywhere. You've seen him all over. The one, the only, Pat Dixon. Pat, welcome to The Conspiracy Castle. Thank you for coming on this evening. My pleasure. I feel the exact same degree of excitement you do. No, I, I know. I express it a little different. No, I, you can't be excited because of my stupid video. So you talk, you were just saying, you know, before the start, I had to shut you up. I was like, do not, do, do not, don't compliment me not on the air because I'm, yeah. you know, I need it. So, so which video you're talking about? The video of me singing or the? Yes. Air? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you were singing. Uh, what? Give me, give me the option though. I can't wait to hear what the other one was. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know this. So, so I had this other video. I, I need to pull it up. This is the one. Um, that uh, a, a lot of people, you know, w- watch. It was I did a speech and Gavin McGinnis, he played it where I, I went in there and I talked about how, you know, it's it's bad that a, a, they canceled abortion, that I'm pro abortion and that abortion is the best contraceptive ever. And that went viral because all these people were like, what? What a freak. Like, look at this crazy leftist. It was like this singing video. There's a reason why it triggered so many people is because all the people on the right, which, you know, I consider myself somewhere in the middle. Definitely more yeah. conservative than the left. But what I'm saying is the people on the right are so desperate to dunk on the people on the left. Like, look at this loser uh, TikTok nurse. And then the people on the left have seen so many TikTok nurses dancing in the White House Rose Garden or wherever that they tend to believe it because they're under so much trauma-based mind control or whatever that they can't tell the difference between reality and fiction. So it's like that abortion speech. Like, is this guy really like abortion that much? And that's what these clowns sound like. Like, listen, I get it. A girl needs to have an abortion after X amount of days. But these people want to have abortions. It's in the last trimester, nine months, eight days after birth. And, they want know, to suck the brain out of a baby. Yeah. While it's taking its first breath, eating its first solid food. You know, while while he's ta- the, the doctor's spanking it. Right. They're cutting off the umbilical cord. And but oh, wait, let's suck. Uh, you know what? On second thought, you should have had second thought a while back. You know, I mean, like the option shouldn't be there like that. No, it's insane what these people do. Uh, but anybody like- who can do that shouldn't. Sh- I mean, well, it shouldn't be a mother, I guess. You know, but I mean, there's other things you can do besides, you know, murder a, a newborn. 
Well, dude, they even said Planned Parenthood was. Uh, they had they caught him on tape, Project Veritas, saying that the baby parts are worth a lot of money. So it's like, they, I mean, that's why they encourage these late term abortions because they're they're for science because they need them for medical testing. Like, this is evil. That's disgusting. And I yeah, like, selling and, the corpse, Jesus, dude. And there's a whole business, a whole ecosystem of that. Like that's what we don't even realize. So okay, so let's talk a little bit though. Let's not even talk about the dead babies. Let's talk about the crime report and let's talk about New York City. This is my problem. My family's in the bail bond business, right? We get people yeah. out of jail in New York. Now they're saying the bail bonds are racist, which technically a bail bond's not racist. The reason why a bail bond's important is because you have a you have a, a bounty hunter and a bail bondsman that's responsible. That if you go to court, if you don't go to court, they're responsible for the amount that your bond is set at. And it's the reason why that's important because all these criminals have like an extra cop following them. But now in New York and L.A., did you see where a 31 year old black guy had 17 prior felonies, killed a 23 year old UCLA grad student? Did you see that, Pat? Oh, yeah, yeah. In a furniture store, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. She was beautiful, too. What a, I mean, it's a loss, of course, any life, but especially that one. I mean, she was so great looking. They had her in bikini pictures and everything. And this guy <laughs> snuffed out that life. I mean, he's what an entitled person he is. But what do you expect when you're when you live in a place where he has what? 17 prior convictions, all this stuff. It's it's become the rule and not the exception. Now, uh, we have a new D.A. Alvin Bragg financed by, you know, who. And this guy comes in on day one and goes, here's the new guidance. For New York City, for all the DAs, all the ADAs, uh, no prison time for anybody unless it's murder one. And even then, there's going to be some extenuating circumstances. I mean, that and like some domestic battery stuff, and that's it. So they, they take that off the table. First of all, I've got some problems with that. Domestic battery is a felony that you can actually maybe possibly do prison time on. And I'm not kidding about this. I mean, he laid it out. Well, but so look at it this way. If a guy's walking down the street, your wife's out there and he pops her in the face, he's not going to prison. He probably won't even spend the night in jail. You pop your wife in the face. Now you're going to go to prison. And that guy doesn't even have to deal with her. Yeah, I know the domestic yeah. violence stuff. They they they're pumping up that because so so many women are getting beaten up. But yet, like a, a, a black dude will hit a Chinese lady on the subway and or push her on the tracks, and they're like, "Oh, it's involuntary manslaughter, and he shouldn't go to jail." So why are they decaying New York on purpose? Like I like that guy Curtis Sliwa. He got you know I loved him. He got shot uh, by John Gotti's son and all that stuff. And I think he would have been good for the mayor of New York. So what do you think, Eric Adams is tough on crime guy? I mean that's all fake, don't you think? <laughs> Of course it's yeah, fake. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to cops who were cops when he was a cop, uh, and they, they were like, the, he was not a big uh, anti-crime guy. He was not a worker. He wasn't out there, you know, beating the bushes, trying to, you know, the, the, he, he's always been a political animal. Anybody who comes to that office and, and finds a way in, especially on the Democratic ticket, is a political animal. And that's, uh, that's just what these guys are all about. So Sliwa would have been perfect for reviving New York, which is the, ex he would have been, the Donald Trump of New York, you know, uh, you know, make New York City great again. I honest to God, I think that to be mayor, you don't really have to have a lot of administrative capability, although I'm not saying he doesn't. But I'm saying it's proven 
by the last mayor we had, you know, the less you have of that, the better. You know, they seem to love it in this town when a billion dollars disappears and there's nothing to show for it. We had the Thrive Initiative, which is often called the Thieve Initiative here, uh, you know, where you have homeless, crazy people. And it was all supposed to be about mental health. And, and they can't point really to anything that they did except, well, we tried to talk to some depressed old ladies on the Upper West Side and uh, we put a hotline out there. Well, you know, homeless people just talking to themselves and looking for somebody to push in front of a train they don't call hotlines you know i mean no. they think they're having a pretty good idea i think they spent like a hundred thousand dollars on a commercial what is it de blasio hired his own wife to do like some sort of cooking commercial for thrive or something i mean the mismanagement of new york city and this is the problem this is why it's not it's so funny we can laugh about it but this is what's not funny i know you remember 9-11 i remember 9-11 like new york the way the united states goes the way of new york city you know what i mean it's just for whatever reason like new york city is kind of like the the heartbeat the melting pot and so when new york city is decaying the rest of the country it's a direct representation of the rest of the country that's the problem is we got to protect these institutions like new york city and and now it's almost dude i i would be scared to move there and like i've always dreamed of living in new york i spent a little time i was on this food network show called worst cooks in america long story short and we lived in brooklyn and it was during hurricane sandy and the host of the show is ann burrell and bobby flay and ann burrell had a basement apartment and her cats drowned and died in the filming and she got so depressed we had, we lived in new york for like a month and couldn't film they didn't send us home so that was really cool that was my one experience in new york and i loved it i was like oh this is so great even take out the trash i'm doing the recycling because i'm from texas i'm like oh new york is so cool it's so you know oh everything's um, so hip but now in this day and age and i hate to say this because i love new york everybody loves new york dude it's it's like it's not what it once was it makes me sick to say that pat what do you dude, think about you the were, degradation of new york you're 100% right. It's not what it once was. And it was, I, I was saying that back in 2017, as early as, because we did a, a march. Uh, we covered a march, a topless march. There used to be this topless march, right? And it was, uh, it turns out it's this UFO cult. It's legal to be topless in New York State. So it's legal to be topless in New York City. So all these topless women are marching. We're like, hey, let's get some footage. And, uh, you know, we did a podcast there. Uh, the, the, all that, by the way, is on Vimeo. I made a whole movie out of it because it turns out they're into this uh, Rael. They're Raelians, which is like a UFO cult. It's legal to be. And they're a UFO sex cult started by some French guy. And, and they had all these adherents. And at the time, I was like, New York City is not what it once was because I was just thinking I, I was getting sick of the attitude and like they i felt like the enemy there for no good reason you know i mean i'm there doing what everybody else is there doing but looking back now i go that was paradise compared to how it is now because covid of course uh laid a, put a layer of complexity on everything and then you just get used to like well i can't go there i can't go there so all the museums are out you can't go to them unless you have a certain status and comedy clubs. You know, there were 15 of them when I moved here in 2006. I mean, I guess they're still around, but it's not the venue after venue after venue. It's just like everywhere. There was always so much to do. And I'm not saying it, there's nothing to do here now, but there's nothing I'm that interested in. It's like I said, everything's got that layer of complexity. You don't know what's there. There used to be a timeout in New York. You'd look at it and be like, oh, my God, look at all this stuff. I could never even do all this. Now I go to my apartment, I go to the bodega, I go to the studio. Wow. The end. See, New York is like this endless city, never sleeps, endless possibilities. And now with all these restrictions, you're like, oh, well, I, I don't, I'm not, I can't. The city that'll the never wake up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now it's like the city that fell asleep. I mean, it's the city that just went straight to sleep. De Blasio, like, put us in a, or put everybody in a coma almost. 
And like, what do you talk about that? I mean, is stand-up comedy dead in New York City? What do you think about stand-up comedy now? The crowds, because uh, uh, you said a lot of the the clubs are, are dead. Is that is that art form? You know, hurt. I, I think it is cancel culture stuff now. It, live comedy is hurt because even couples would be like married and be on you know different sides of the political spectrum. So, what do you think yeah, as a performer? Well. I tried doing that, and and uh, I'd, I'd rather be at the toniest, most liberal uh, comedy club in New York City doing comedy than married to the liberal wife that, uh, you know, she's not even convicted of these liberal views so much. And, and this is a good friend of mine now. I really like her. But, uh, you know, Mandy was like just a, a what you call a liberal by default. She never looked into it. It's just like, well, I'm in, I'm in the media and this is the predominant sort of theme and narrative, even though when I'm around her privately, I know how she thinks about shit and it does not coincide with their point of view at all. And I think very few people's do, but you know, it is, it caused enough stress. She wrote an article about it called uh, Donald Trump is ruining my marriage. And <laughs> we got to be on a few TV shows for, because of it. I mean, we were on election night, the night Trump got elected, we were at the view. And well, I, I didn't was realize the, that way the night you were what at the view party or you're on the show, the view explain that again. Wait, on the what? show. Oh yeah. The, the, the view, the the view, view, the view, the view. I mean, this is the biggest, I mean, wow. Dude, that's a big deal. They're Come like the on, biggest no, social. No, they're the biggest social engineers. They're the I, worst people it? in the world. And, and did I say it like it was a brag? No, no, you didn't say that at all. You kind of said it like you didn't want to be on the View. I'm just saying. I just laughing because, dude, whoop, the View's a big deal. They're they're so annoying, but they're the biggest freaking deal because we're such idiots. You know what I mean? The bread and circus show. They're they like are the, the dumbest ladies on earth, aren't they? I mean, like uh, Joy uh, Bayard is the dumbest. They're the no, dumbest. It, it, all they gotta do is say something that sounds like you should clap now that was a smackdown you know yeah. and they're just like woo whatever facts doesn't matter you know and and then they lecture and act like they are so much more intelligent than your average uh, it, it's 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 a nightmare so i'm sitting there with her and we she just got to say a couple of quick things they didn't want to hear anything from me because i was i, I was there actually the moment we weren't, we weren't there the whole night but when trump won florida and it was official and people were like, Ooh, and I was like, yes, you know, it was, it was really funny. Uh, they do not take bad news all that well. The next day after Trump won, I was walking around Manhattan with this. I just felt so light. I had this grin on my face and I had forgot. I didn't even realize why it was. And I was like, and everybody looks like they're in a really shit mood, you know, <laughs> and they were. And, uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. And the realization of it kept hitting me over and over again. And I always told people every time I got a chance that like right now, while Donald Trump is president, this is as good as it's ever going to get. And it's never going to get this good again. And as much as I don't want that to be true, I'm, I, I'm certain that it is because we can't even go back to normal now because of everything, you know, and, and it normalizes all this stuff. If you ask Mayor Bill de Blasio what happened with crime, you know, what he'll say is like, uh, well, COVID, you know, and COVID, he immediately goes into that. But the stuff that they started to institute so early and you ask, are they doing it on purpose? Yes. Why are they doing it on purpose? Because they want to build it back a different way, I guess. And they just have a mandate to wreck it. They don't want anybody to feel safe. They want it to be chaos. I mean, there's no other explanation. I passed a guy puking so hard about a block from my apartment just now. 
I mean, you see people puke sometimes. This guy was puking so hard. I was like, damn. That's, that Why, is you think he just had the vaccine? Why? What is he puking? Is he on heroin? Why? About the, the, the safe, effective, life-saving <laughs> it vaccine. It is the most safe, effective thing. We can always say it is the most safe and effective. That's just the 15 minutes that you do that, and then you feel good. Maybe it's for That's the, when the heroin kicks in. That's when the heroin kicks in. You know, everybody that does the heroin is... is but, you know, that, but we're, we're joking, but now they get all this cheap fentanyl. I, I had a friend of mine died of a drug overdose, and I'm saying, so what do you think about like the drugs in new york because now in this day and age i used to love the idea of like you know a party animal up all night cocaine wild lifestyle but now this day and age with kids man i would tell kids do not do any drugs because they're going to be laced with fentanyl you're going to die so I've, i'm just saying i can't believe i became my parents dude when it comes to that it's time for a new hardcore straight edge young america that wants to work and change everything it's going to take some extreme stuff nothing bad but just like we said, it was just say no when I was a kid, which you think like that's not effective. It's more effective than you think, yeah. you know, because a lot of us just I didn't just say no, but a lot of people did. Well, and I mean, don't drugs know. used to be cool. You know why? Because the left used to be the anti-establishment. Yeah, then when they yeah. became the establishment, it's like that's why you can't say anything anymore. They're like, don't you complain like we did? You have to know, keep your mouth shut. Dude, the left is insane how they don't, how now you saw these doctors or 200 people writing against Joe Rogan to go off Spotify. Neil Young says he won't have his own catalog. I mean, dude, the left. Rock and roll. That's what I'm saying. I thought Neil Young was like, man, you know, the kick ass. And he's like, you know, I don't even know. I just thought this guy was a rebel without a cause, dude. I didn't know he was Big Pharma's puppet i mean i never i never liked neil young and i'm so happy to to be vindicated by this now i never liked the way he sang i never liked his songs i never i, I don't think i tapped my foot to a neil young song ever i mean Good. Like, neil young sucks so much dick so wait so you've never liked him see in my mind i kind of think i used to think he was cool to like neil young you know that's why i was i thought it was I, cool too yeah. but i couldn't pick up on it i couldn't get into it you know yeah it's kind of the same way i mean i you want to like stuff sometimes and you're just like i just don't get it and uh you know if you like it fine keep on keep on rocking in the real whatever the, in the, in the non-free world i mean dude but the, the left they yeah, want they right. want censorship and and like you know on compound that's awesome that anthony you know had built that up where you can speak freely you can do whatever but at the same time like Man, he's he's lost a bunch of Twitter accounts. You really can't speak freely. I mean, like, you know, I guess this is what I'm trying to say is I have, I have always get strikes and stuff on, on YouTube. And I stay I think I stay on there because they don't want me to be on there. So it just sucks that like content creators like yourself or like Anthony, these are some of the best broadcasters, can't even really be on the main platforms because their art is too offensive, which is not even that offensive. You know what I mean? It's, nah. just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, saying that, uh, yeah, there's two genders, you know, and uh, you're one or the other, that kind of thing, uh, that, that really sets people off. And they have these very strong lobbies that make a bunch of noise. But I don't think there's that many people that are going to get that passionate about it. You know, most people who are in any way independent thinkers are willing to let people have their say. And so, like, you have this hardcore bunch and... You know, I don't even know how many of them are real. Honestly, I see them around Manhattan, of course, because for some reason, it's like, OK, for it to eat the edges of the country. That's all that's happening. You know, New York, it happens first. 
but it doesn't mean that it has to happen everywhere. I think Florida kind of gives the finger to New York at this point. You know, uh, nobody should be following New York's lead on anything. I mean, let Soros, uh, you know, uh, contribute to campaigns for DAs all across the country. You know, and and that's what it comes down to in some cases. You know, like he's he's got the guy in L.A., he's got the guy in San Francisco, uh, and here for sure. Who would have thought that just by these cheap campaigns? You know, these DAs have so much power, so much charging power, so much I'm going to charge, I'm not going to charge. And it, for some reason, it never occurred to anybody that like, wow, somebody could just buy all of them and it for would like really 10,000 bucks. I mean, George Soros, they, they buy these DAs for nothing. You're, you're 100 percent right. I mean, and, and that's the thing is they are bought and sold like cheap toilet paper. Uh, the, and, and, and these district attorneys like that's what's causing, I guess, the decaying, you know, from the inside out because they're not charging these people and they're charging people that, you know, that do have money because they know that they can, you know, if, if you say you're indigent, they let you out of jail and now you can go commit all these crimes. It's just it blows my mind. They're bringing restorative justice into it, no. my friend. They're actually he. That's codified now in uh, Alvin Alvin uh, Bragg's guidance to his to his ADAs. Reformative justice, restorative justice. That we're going to take this. We're taking this into account. If a guy is a certain color, if he is from a certain racial background, we're going to treat him nicer. He doesn't. Have, he's fine. But he, look, he doesn't deserve the same amount of time a white guy would for this. Yeah. I mean, but Pat, it, this is the scam. Is that listen? The private prison industry is filled up with nonviolent black drug offenders. So, like you know, like they've been using black people to fill up the private prisons for forever. So now they're saying, oh well, oh well, it's racist. We gotta let all these black people out of jail. You're the ones that put them in jail. Like I'm saying, this system is so screwed up. Uh, that, true at one time, uh, but you know something. There's, was, a, there's a lot of super violent offenders in there. Too. I mean, you have to be, I think, almost so violent to get thrown in prison now. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's, you're not so, in prison on any accident. People have been afraid of prison rape for way too long. You know, I mean, for that to be like, oh yeah, these are nonviolent people. They just turn into super rapists uh, <laughs> when they're and they and they and they join gangs when they're once they're in the jail, uh, prison or whatever. I I, I don't know. I, I I think that some of that might be a little bit mythologized, but you know, well, their intent and their declared intent was to throw a lot of black people in jail. Super well, Pat, predators. Let me tell you this. So this is a conspiracy castle. You got to put on your tinfoil hat. So this is the conspiracy they said in the late 80s and 90s. Never take it off. Well, but I never do. But listen, this they said in the 80s and 90s that uh, they had these clandestine meetings like in Los Angeles and New York where they had – um, these people like came up in suits and said, you know, we're from the private prison industry and you work for Arista Records and Columbia Records and you guys are the biggest uh, investors in our private prison industry. And we want you to make music that encourages violence and, you know, drug use in order to fill this private prison. And this is supposedly said by people that were in the music industry, supposedly said they went to these meetings and you look at the music, you look at the music, a cultural influence of music and the music that gets put up. Dude, it is pure degeneration. And you used to think it was bad then, and I never thought it was bad, but like I like Three Six Mafia or whatever. But now look at Travis Scott. I don't listen to that, but like the top rap artists, eight kids die at their concert, Pat. So like the, the, these these musicians are influencing us to go down the wrong path. I don't think that's he, that big he, of a conspiracy. They, no, they've really memory hold that whole thing, haven't they? When did we hear anything about Astroland and, and what was the cause behind that, those deaths? Oh, they were trampled. No, they weren't. Nobody gets trampled to death like that. It's, it, it, 
it's not like that. It didn't happen. I, we would see these enormous seas of people pressing. I mean, like they had too much footage of that uh, for it to for them to not have it. And, and the guy was doing all kinds of satanic stuff, you know, like up on. He's like watching all this weird stuff happen. That guy is. Look, I, I don't know if you believe in a Satan or who, whoever. I believe in Satan, but yeah. But I guarantee you that guy believes in Satan. And he thinks that he is like, uh, you know, he thinks he's doing a good thing for the for the wrong team or something. You know, the way people get you early and give you all kinds of money and say you're not super bright to begin with, you know, and there's maybe not a lot of opportunity. Uh, there's a lot of grooming that goes on. I think it's a lot more elite and uh, and stuff maybe than we realize. And it goes to a, I mean, even like uh, if you talk about Hollywood, I mean, like look at the difference in the, the kids shows, even on like Nickelodeon now. It's like they, these little girls look like horrors sometimes. Yeah. Well, but the, the, the thing is, you said that Travis Scott, like, is satanic. He was with the Kardashian there, and he saw, you saw the footage of him looking over the kids that were supposed to, like, you know, dead, you know, dying of, like, drug overdoses or whatever, being stampled, whatever they tell us. But then he went to Dave and Buster's after for the after party and had chicken wings and pizza and supposedly didn't know people died. So it's like, dude, you're so right. He knew people died. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Alex, you should ask Pat to um, uh, look up Seth Baron next. I don't know what that is. That is that a troll? Is there trying to troll somebody? Seth that- Baron is a no. He's a friend of mine. And and if you want to know what went wrong in New York City, I have his book right here. I'm going to show it to you. Is it Seth? Uh, Seth Baron is uh, a writer and uh, and he's an excellent writer. This is a book called the The Last Days of New York, and. Uh, Seth Baron wrote it. I think he probably inscribed this to, to me at some point. But uh, this, you would not believe what a commie Bill de Blasio has been for an awful long time. And uh, What's you know, his Seth real name? Like, What's Bill de Blasio's real name? Like Warner Don Hutchins? Warner Wilhelm. <laughs> yeah, Warner Wilhelm. I mean, dude, Warner Wilhelm, that's not even a real name. That's his real name. That's a fake name. Warner Win- Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Warner, Warner Wilhelm. He, he decided, you know, like he's going to be more electable with an Italian name like de Blasio, which was his mother's maiden name. And yeah, he's like Warner Wilhelm. It, it sounds like it makes you want to salute Hitler, right? I mean, it's like very German sounding. And he's, not everybody has a good name like Pat Dixon, though. You know, Pat Dixon is a good name, like the Mason Dixon line. I don't know. Something about Dixon sounds sounds good to me. Well, here's the thing: if I if I ever do porn, I won't have to change my name, right? There you go. That's a Dixon. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I, I I just like that. I always think the Mason Dixon line. People say, "Oh, you're a Confederate." I don't know. It just sounds like a Sounds like you can't even make a reference to it, right? But it does. It does sound like yeah. There's something there. Right? Yeah, it just sounds like strong, like a name. But Warner Wilhelm. I mean, yeah, right. He sounds like an SS agent, like he's Hitler's right hand man or something. There's no division between him and that. I mean, the, the degree of totalitarian bullshit that came out of City Hall. What after about him COVID. dancing? What about him dancing on New Year's Eve on the stage when everybody's locked down? He had the audacity, Pat, to dance. Yeah, stand there and dance, dancing and dancing. We did a podcast right after that. Uh, we I do, I do this show or I sort of produce it or whatever. It's called Too Woke to Fuck, uh, but it's like two and the, like the number two and then woke and then the number two and then F just to conceal it a little bit. Too woke, two F, and you can get it wherever you get podcasts. But it's just like liberal parody show, and it goes back to what you were talking about before with the singing and everything. I saw you doing that, and I was like, I don't immediately recognize this as satire. You know, because I, 
I mean, eventually it sinks in like, well, there's no way this person is serious. But I mean, they people are so you all they're almost unsatire, un, unsatireable. They're almost you, you almost cannot blow it up. We've gone you, so far. No, dude, when you see the White House and that Jill Biden, Jill, you know, has the people dancing in the scrub singing on Christmas, which don't which are two totally different things. Why do you even have women? Uh, you know, like we've lost the cause. You see every TikTok video of like all these like, you know, gender fluid people, you know, where you just don't even know what's real or what's fake. Like like you see that article, they're, they're accommodating furries and putting litter boxes. What is real? What is fake? We've lost the ability to tell the difference. You cannot go so far that it's not believable. I mean, you just can't. You know, you really can't. You, I mean, the, and that's with the laws and everything, you know, like you said, in New York State, you can cut a baby's head off, the, you know, like after he comes out and that's legal. Uh, so how is anything illegal at all? Uh, they've basically the only way they can keep crime down on paper is to keep making everything legal. And then uh, hey, there's no crime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no laws. Because they're not keeping track of how many people get murdered anymore. No, and, and you, you look at like Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. I mean, dude, they're, they're just people, just babies are getting shot at their quinceañeras and all this stuff. I mean, what is going She's on? She's talking about white supremacy and wanting uh, federal money and everything. I mean, that lady. That, She's I've never married to a-, a white lesbian. She's married to a white woman. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, they know that all this race bullshit is strictly a. It's just a lever, and it's it's just a, uh, you know, it's just uh, something they can hit people with. It, it's a weapon, and it's a tool, and they know that. They know they, you know, she doesn't care about black people. Mayor de Blasio doesn't even care about black people. Not at all. They have no care for them. They think of them as pets. They think of them as subservient. They think of them as, like, somebody who needs their help, and, and they, they they will always frame it that way. Oh, my God. It's Civil a hero rights. complex is what it is. They feel like they have to be a savior, white savior complex. To those who believe, yeah, to those who believe. And uh, and then the other ones just indulge in it to get shit done, you know, to shut up people, to say, like, oh, wait, see, if you were in the Capitol that day, you're racist. That's all there is to it. White supremacy. That's why they have that guy going, boo, you know, that guy, you know, they completely fabricated I mean when guys read their statements you know and they read the way that, talk about the Capitol Police those guys are so full of shit I know they're crying you know? like that hey but but real quick let's ask about January 6th what do you think about Trump because dude I used to like Trump and now I'm sick that he all those people were his constituents on January 6th and he had 11 days in the office to bail him out and one of my good friends is under house arrest Pat his life's ruined uh, yeah. uh, and so what I, do you look, what do you think about that I would say two wrongs don't make a right. I mean, like, uh, I, I understand, obviously, that it's it's a gross uh, miscarriage of justice that they were even picked up. You know, they didn't do anything. I mean, they what? They did what? They were let in what they fell into your honey trap or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. They, they don't deserve any kind of arrest at all, in my opinion. No, uh, dude. In, in the opinion of anybody who can think. I mean, dude, they they were walking in the Sorry, ropes. Sorry, man, I had to grab an ashtray. No, I, but, I know how it goes, but dude, they were walking in the ropes, but why don't you think Trump bailed them any of them out, though, Pat? Well, here's the thing about that, is is that, like, he had, what, 11 days, he said? Now, he's got all the money in the world to, like, if they're, if bail is set on any of these people. I mean, I think these people are in solitary confinement. Yeah, but I'm talking about pardoning him. Like, he could have pardoned them Right, he could have pardoned them, but, but at that time, I mean, you got to think about it. He didn't really know what the fuck that was all about. You know what I mean? Uh, you didn't. There's a lot. Do you know how many confidential informants 
uh, we're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. What do they call them? Uh, Agent provocateurs is what they call. Yeah. Them. Non. Uh, non-charged uh co-conspirator or something yeah, like that non-charged co- yeah non-indicted co-conspirator yeah and, and when you have co-conspirator like hundreds of those you know and they're not releasing the footage from indoors well we can all kind of see clearly now what happened but i mean i look i th- i have said too that he should be doing something to leverage that whole situation and it's unfortunate that he hasn't i don't know what his reasons are but he never told people to go into the fucking capital I mean, yeah. he just didn't do that. And yeah, so dude, he, he did insinuate everybody needs to go there. And I like Trump, dude. I'm not a, I mean, like, like, I like the idea of Trump. He says lock him up, but I'm, I don't like what he's become. So, like, right now, I don't like him. I'd rather have Ron DeSantis. What do you think about DeSantis or Trump? I love DeSantis. I love DeSantis. I, I, you give me him or Trump, and I'm fine. Put yeah. them both on the same ticket. I mean, look at it this way. I, this is somebody put it to me like this let Ron DeSantis run for president, let Trump be vice president. And they'll That'd never try to get DeSantis out of office, you know, because, well, okay, then you get Trump. That's a good idea. I would like that. But see, all the people would say, oh, well, Trump's a big far, you know, big pharma, this and that. The thing is, any president we get is going to, you know, suck at the end of the day because they, because they're like, they don't get their full control. There's not going to be a guy that'd be, well, okay, well, I see you shaking your head. You think there is a president that can't. Well, I like, think, like, like, Trump, look at it this way. Trump had look all the power way. for four years, though, Pat. What did Trump get accomplished, is what I'm saying. Well, there's a list of his accomplishments, but the main thing that he did was wake everybody up and nobody was talking about, yeah, that they're all partisan hacks. Nobody was was saying anything about that. And now it's like, look at where they were when he came in and where they are now. They he's leveled everybody's thoughts about everything of fully exposed this FBI stuff, the stuff that they did to get him out of office, the stuff they did to make sure he didn't win, you know, uh, the Russia bullshit Little by little, it's kind of sunk in. I mean, we all could see it immediately, you know, but a lot of people couldn't. So, I mean, I think that we are a a much more politically savvy nation than we were when he came in. I think that his I think he basically, you know, I I can't say he completely righted the ship because, you know, like we got these friggin socialist authoritarians. Seeking ship? No, you cannot say right in the ship. No, but I mean, imagine if he didn't get elected. You know, there would be no, uh, there would be, uh, there'd the be nobody. Coronavirus would happen way stuff. sooner. But I'll now, here, you. how about this? How about this for the vaccine? How about this? He wanted to do Operation Warp Speed, get a vaccine out as quickly as possible. Yeah. They were saying it's going to be years before we get a vaccine. Imagine how long COVID might have lasted if we couldn't burn through the bullshit uh, vaccine state. They might have been forever going, well, we're still testing. We're trying to get it right. No, they wouldn't, uh, dude. They knew they got the emergency use authorization. They know how they can get it. They did this in the, in the Spanish flu in 1918. They know how they can get everybody inoculated. That Trump is just a uh, Trump got paid by big pharma. That's why I don't, I don't like know him. about that. You don't I don't know that, if that's true. You don't I don't know if that's true. No, but he he really did get a million dollars in campaign donations from uh, uh, Pfizer. I believe that's uh, a million dollars. I mean, like uh, they give a million dollars to uh, you know the their super at the end of the thing. If, right? I, if Viagra, if 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 Pfizer made a. Uh, a drug that transitioned you from an estrogen pill that turned you from a boy to a girl instantly and gave you a million dollars, you would sell it on your show in two seconds, Pat. You know what I mean? I'm just saying for a million bucks, you would do you would say, you <laughs> yeah, would but be, not if I was a billionaire. This is Pat's transition pills. And I probably would be too, I would probably would not, too. I mean, sadly. For no, it. I'm for sale for a lot cheaper than Trump is. I yeah. will acknowledge that. No yeah. question about it. But I like I don't know. Regardless of all that. 
I mean, like, I have to look at the larger context of it and go, he's the president that he's the only president that I've ever even liked. Yeah, he's okay? awesome. He's very likable. And, you know, I, I hear it all, all the time. People who've met Bill Clinton, they talk about how charming he is and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not saying the things that you needed to hear. You know, I mean, he's well, not. Trump was talking to people who nobody had talked to since the fucking 80s. Yeah, but Pat, what about this? Hillary Clinton is a cannibal freak, psychopath. Going, her husband's on Jeffrey Epstein's plane every day, you know, twenty six times. Why didn't Trump expose any of that stuff? If Trump's such a good guy, why did he let all that go under the thing? Well, you know, I mean, like because there's certain kinds of information that just have to be revealed in their time. I think because I and I also think that, like, look, there's worse things that could happen to a president than getting assassinated. You know, kids get into all sorts of accidents. Hell, Kennedys are still dropping dead. You know, I mean, like, uh, it's it, look at Robert Kennedy. Uh, he what he he was uh, trying to go after the mob and stuff the only reason that john kennedy got killed is because they didn't like his fucking brother but if they killed robert kennedy john had come after him with everything he had they had to take out john to get rid of robert that's it, all it was is, is that what you think because you know i'm in dallas where you know he was shot so that's that's why i say i believe there's a there's a bunch of different motives you know uh uh yeah. for, for jfk's killing so but i i didn't I, I like that one pat so elaborate a little more so you like the theory that he was basically taken out in order to take out his brother why because rfk they he was gonna be governor of california and eventually president why, why was he so important oh to- no rfk was like uh when when he was uh, the attorney general under under uh you know jfk he was going after the mob really hard. Well, the mob put John in office, you know, at least in Chicago uh, and in Illinois. So winning Illinois was important. And, you know, how do they get paid back? Because I are, uh, would like to have going after uh, these uh, organized uh, crime uh, syndicates and all that shit. And they're like, fuck you. You know, the, we're not getting our money's worth here. And so, yeah. The, and also, I mean, besides that, he was also fucking, uh, what's her, you know, Marilyn Monroe as well. You know, Robert got to fuck her as well. And so uh, she was about to go public with this shit. You know, I mean, she was about to go. She was about to blow everything up. And so they're like, this guy, not only he is a he's a risk. He's a you know, this is this is a problem. And it, plus the mob don't like him. So there's more reason. Is, but you see, if they killed him, they still got to deal with JFK, who's going to come after. You know, he's going to. See, it think, was going to be worse. I they had to take LB, out JFK to get rid of Robert. Yeah, but see, I think LBJ took him out, you know, uh, because, you know, the CIA, I just believe he wasn't going to go with. Uh, the, you know, he he kind of knew that the the space race was a hoax. Like he, uh, uh, oh, I don't know what you think about the moon landing, but I'm a 1969 through 1972 moon landing expert, Pat. And so the idea. Are you really? Landing, yeah, yeah. The idea that we landed on the moon is absolutely absurd. We even today we can't go past low Earth orbit. They tell us, which is 237 miles, is the farthest we can go. That where the International Space Station is, they tell us, and the moon is 237,000 miles, and that we're able to do it in technology from 1969 that we destroyed that we can't build back today. I mean, it, it's laughable. And even one of the things about the suit, this is, I always talk about this, but the suit, we had these special suits 
suits on the surface of the moon. It's 200 degrees Fahrenheit, supposedly, and then negative 200 degrees in the shade. And we had suits that could instantly change temperatures of 400 degrees. Battery technology that we don't have today. Yet a bunch of the astronauts, when they came back, you can look this up. There's a book about it. A guy named Dave McGowan wrote this book. It's called Wagging the Moon Doggy. And how a lot of the astronauts had all these scars and calluses on their thumb. So they had these suits, the best suits ever, but they couldn't even get the thumb mechanism to work for half of them. So I'm just saying the federal government, the ones that are running COVID, the ones that are, you know, controlling loss of Vietnam War, lost the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, they, I'm saying these people are very incompetent. If you think they were able to go to the moon, you know, you're absurd. But that's why lost I think the war in Vietnam. They, they did exactly what they wanted to do in Vietnam. You know, that was another reason to take these counties out because they want to keep this the gravy train flowing. You know, they're making all this money and shit. And it's just a grinder, you know, that they're sending young kids into. It's not the senator's sons, the elite. You know, they're not going. If you're in college, fine. But if you're in college, then you're learning to think like we think. They got this savior. That's where the boomers got this whole savior, you know, idea is like, oh, my God, there's the Vietnam War. You know, like after World War Two, people came back. They worked hard. They're like, holy shit. And things were great all through the 50s, you know, and then into the 60s. The kids they had, they started to kind of come of age. And they're like, well, we didn't have to do anything, really. We need a cause. Oh, look at that. Black people. And, you know, like, <laughs> look, I've, I've, I know there were problems back then. I get it. Uh, and it was a different landscape and shit. But every white liberal did not have to get involved with that movement. And also, so fucking what? You know, big deal. You didn't save anybody. You know, there was a whole thing going on its own. So, like, uh, I just, they take that and the Vietnam thing and all this shit, the protests, and they mix it up with the drugs and, and all this uh, counterculture and women who grow their armpit hair out and don't give a shit if everybody sees their tits and they roll around in the mud. And they go, oh, my God, those were the days. Then they put on their khakis. They have kids and start telling them to wear bike helmets and shit. And that's when the millennials came along. The worst generation besides <laughs> the boomers. They're like just perfect reflections of their fucking. So I, I know I'm a little off topic, but the moon landing, the thing that gets we me. Stay is, off how, topic. We stay off how do topic. We stay off topic. How do they do the video footage? I mean, how do they even claim that they had a camera set up there? You know? Well, they said that it was attached to the lunar lander, and they said that the lunar lander that we were able to go on one take of gas because you know we didn't have a huge launch pad off the moon. You know they were able. You guys just got to watch. Listen, the moon landing. We and can they talk, destroyed all the equipment when they came back. The telemetry data. We actually destroyed it. And it's a painful process to build it back up again. And and so listen, it's just absurd. The government is always going to take a, a a piss on us and tell us it's raining. That's what they do. I mean, and like. I just I don't know why it's any different now. I mean, so what do you think, Pat? You know, we're talking about the moon landing. So what do you? I'm a nine. I'm moon landing. No, we can talk about it all day. If you got any questions, I love to answer it. But we we ought to go through. We're almost at, we're at forty minutes. We only got about twenty minutes left. We ought to go through a little of the gauntlet of the conspiracies. So okay, being, sure. being in New York, you know, I consider myself as well a nine eleven expert. You know, and I believe nine eleven was you know conspired orchestrated by people within our own government and Israel's government and Saudi Arabia's government in order to start a never ending war in the Middle East that. Uh, benefited Israel the most. And we signed a thing called the Project for a New American Century. Joe Biden actually signed it. Uh, basically, the plan before September 11th, uh, deciding that we would destabilize these these uh, Middle Eastern countries. And then we had a thing called Operation Northwoods, which was a plan to fly planes into buildings in Miami that were fake hijacked by Cuban nationals, nationals in order to start a war with Cuba. So what do you think about 9-11, Pat? Well, I mean, look, I have no retort to anything that you just said. And there might have been a time when I would like, ah, get out of here. They're capable of anything. They've you look, I mean, I don't even get into like what's happened since 2020. But back then, 
you know, that it was uh, unimaginable, you know, that the government would conspire or be involved or let this happen in any way. Oh, my God. Never forget these buildings fell down. But, you know, the most offensive thing to me about 9-11 is that almost immediately afterwards, George Bush comes out and says, everybody uh, be nice to Muslims now, because uh, just because the Muslims were involved here, that's not all the Muslims, and there's no reason why a woman in a hijab should have to, you know, be afraid for her life when she goes to buy the Pakistani food on the corner. You know, like, uh, fuck that, you know. We weren't gonna. There was not gonna be a big, un- we're not gonna go running around lynching Muslims. Fuck you for implying that. And that was, to me, the first time that conservatives had to just fucking swallow it. Because you couldn't say, nah, fuck Muslims, you know? But they're acting like you already said that. So it was like, when you have this event that, you know, you have a right to be upset about, for all we knew, you know? Muslims, uh, it, it, it draws attention to that. Of course, it does set. They really set off a left-right kind of thing, and it gave the left an upper hand in a way that they totally abused. Any time nine eleven came up, you'd hear somebody on the left going, "You can't just go attacking Muslims." Islamophobia became a fucking thing, and then they became the most protected class, the most cherished, protected people. Oh my God, they're so vulnerable. They are our most vulnerable citizens. I don't give a shit about that. Nobody. Think that vulnerable. was a dog whistle, though, to send people to the war in Iraq, so the people that were really mad would go, "Oh well, I can go if I really don't like a Muslim, I can go kill him in Iraq." Don't you think that was kind of the plan, maybe to desensitize us, so we t- we were nice to him here in America, and then the people that really didn't like him, hey, why don't you join up in the war and go kill some of them? Well, you know, I mean, like people, I, I think people who went there thought they had a righteous cause too. I don't think that they necessarily went there thinking like, "I hate ragheads," you know. I mean, yeah. I think that there were some. People who have reasonably, you know, honorable intentions to go into the military and, and fight, uh, whether or not that cause is actually anything, you know, that's the government's fault. You know, I mean, like, it didn't make any sense. We, can, we can't find a guy. You can't find a fucking six foot guy in a fucking nine foot uh, on a dialysis uh, machine in a cave. Give me a fucking break. You let the whole royal family leave the same day. You know, flew obviously out on a private jet, the whole bin Laden family. Everybody Why? else is grounded. And if they're planning it, that, that's the way they planned it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, our whole royal family will be there to witness it. And then, and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, there, was, there was nobody celebrating. There was nobody dancing, excited about that. Give me a fucking break. The whole Muslim world was celebrating. No, they weren't like, oh, well, that is a tragedy. You know, we've tried to do some terrorism, but that's. That's too far. <laughs> break. That was their ultimate fucking. That was their moment. And uh, nobody was upset about that. Nobody was crying any tears for the World Trade Centers. Now, you probably know all about how many Israeli people weren't in the World Trade Center. Right? None of them were. And then the dancing. Speaking of dancers, <laughs> the dancing Israelis are really famous. And all you can do, I'm so deep. You got to look at the B team. This was a, a group of Israeli artists that lived on the 93rd floor of the tower. And uh, and like in a place, New York, the most you know expensive rent in the world. Supposedly they just let these artists live in like the most secure building in the world. It's just very weird. And they were Israeli art students. Have you ever heard about the Israeli art students that lived in the World Trade Center? Path? No, there's so much stuff, and I don't know wow. about that. You got to look into the Israeli art. Hold on, let me pull up. Let me see if I can pull up the Israeli art students real quick. Because that that we can end the show is showing you this a little. Oh, we got so many conspiracy things to talk about. That man, you're an entertaining guy. I love that you're knowledgeable about this stuff. 
Uh, I, uh, it's it's rare to talk to somebody who knows anything about anything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everybody. But, dude, I, I, I'm a tinfoil hat. Like, I keep talking about it. But, dude, it's like, um, uh, let's see if, uh, okay, hold on. Let's see if this video, let me do a share. You don't have to tell me, man. It's like you look at what you can ascertain, and then you start connecting dots, and you start seeing results. It's. Let's see. Okay. You'll see this. Let me see. I don't know. I haven't seen what this video is, but it looks like they're talking about it. This is C-SPAN. Okay. Okay. Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Brian, thank you for your network, actually. Uh, Mr. Wolf, I, uh, uh, back in December, uh, Carl Cameron from Fox News ran a four-part series that... Uh, detailed uh he's like, talking about this fox news report they got totally taken off talking about this israeli student so here this is this is a fox news report that it was like immediately scrubbed from the uh, from the internet this is back in like 2002 a really gotcha. massive spying operation uh by israel that was that was tapping all the phones in the united states and tapping all the secure lines of the fbi the cia and the White House. All the phones in the United uh, States? Yeah, That's uh, true. They have a database of every that, phone. That, that, uh, Imagine that transcription effort. Uh, well, yeah, well, of course, it's done with keywords and all that. I like that. But uh, the, the, the other thing was that, that uh, all the, the secure lines the White House yeah. and basically the entire federal government. Uh, they also said, uh, and this was corroborated in a report released by the DEA, uh, that there was a team of uh, art students that were expelled. It was actually, it was the largest spy-related expulsion in American history. That had teams of intelligence guys, Israeli intelligence guys, on the same block. Okay, so here, this is a little better. This is about these art students that lived on the 93rd floor. And this is like a picture of them. These boxes, so if you look at these boxes, they're supposedly these are fuses. for These are like electrical fuses. So here, let's see a little bit of this. Yeah. New information Rebecca's uncovered about the 9-11 false flag event that will shock you to the core. Okay, watch this, Pat. Wait. This bombshell evidence destroys the official story forever. Okay, of course. Let's see. Yeah, this is going to say Israel, Israel, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me see. Resources. Okay, this and is And then um, there's a big box that says about the Israeli art students at the World Trade Center. Click here. Click on that and tell me when you get to that page that has some photographs because this is the elephant in the room that nobody wanted to talk about. And this is one of the documents, a 60-61-page DEA document that I went over and over and over and connected Israeli Mossad bomb experts to an art group that were traveling around the United States and to an art group that gave themselves the name of Gelatin. This is declassified. So are you there? I'm there. Uh, so you got those pictures? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to take you to Dick Cheney. Just listen up. You're looking at those pictures. Those are some Israeli art students that came from a foreign country. And, and, and their art And project. the reason why it's declassified, one of their art projects she's going to talk about, they took a window out, and, they, and, you, and I, we don't have time, but I can show you the video of their art project, where they put a balcony on the World Trade Center, 
and they they had a helicopter fly around and take pictures of people. It was a performance art piece where people were hanging out of the side of the World Trade Center. So she's going to talk about that. But that's how you know these are real people that actually lived in the building. It was called Bee Thing. They called their team the Gelatin Group. And just so you understand this, gelatin is often referred to a gelignite or blasting gelatin. It's also referred to as blasting jelly, but gelatin, and they later on changed their name because they, people started waking up to this. So they named their name, their name gelatin. They called their art projects the Bee Thing. And you will see on the left hand side a photograph of the title page of their book and what the B thing was. There was a, a group called the Lower Manhattan Cultural Center that was renting the 91st floor or allowed to live on the 91st floor. These foreign art students and some of them were connected to a group of traveling art students that were all over the country that the DEA found out about because they were going door to door to some of their agents' homes and their offices. And some of the offices were not public locations. So they were like, who are these people? There's Israeli students trying to sell us art. This was just a smokescreen. So you wouldn't go to where we're about to go. Now, the guy in the pink shirt, he's on the top right hand side. Kind of a pink shirt on. He has repelling gear on. They removed a window. This was their art project. They put a wooden balcony out and they had photographs taken via a helicopter that was rented by their sponsor from the Lower Manhattan Cultural Center. And that particular gentleman also had a big party to celebrate this event. And he rented part of the top floors of the Millennium Hotel. You'll remember that from 9-11 and who was there, the Bush uh, relative, and uh, took pictures and had a big uh, champagne party watching this. OK, look behind the gentleman in the pink shirt. You're going to see two big, bold numbers. It says BB. 18. Those are fuse holders. Now look at all three pictures and look at how many boxes of plastic fuse holders that can be used for remote control demolition. And ask yourself, why would art students from Israel and Austria be having thousands of fuse holders? This building was built in the early 1970s. They weren't electricians. They weren't redoing all of the electricity in that building. You know, think about this. Okay, so I get this book out. I'm waiting for my shipment of books to show up. And I literally had a voice say to me, look into this. Those fuses, by the way, come from a company called Lytel Fuse, L-I-T-T-E-L, Fuse Company. They're located in Chicago. And some little voice said to me, take a look into this Lytel Fuse Company, where all of those fuse holders behind those artists are and now some of those artists are guaranteed Mossad bomb experts and that's in the DEA document that you can read so I find out that Lytel company is a subsidiary of a corporation called Tracor T-R-A-C-O-R now Tracor they went bankrupt and split their company they were a government contractor they split them off into Tracor Aviation Lytel Fuse and Tracor Defense Holdings they're based in Austin Texas they were bought out by Westmark Systems. Bobby Ray Inman okay, was the chairman of Westmark. Okay, it turns out I can't. Sorry, I, I, sorry, I, I, we're getting too much. It's a lot to absorb. I know, and I, I, I'm getting too intense. Mark let me stop this. At a show. point. Shoot, shoot. Then stop. West... But, 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 but look at this, though. This is Urban Moving Systems. This is before 9-11. This is a, a, a painted van. Before 9-11. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No, that's real. That's before 9-11, uh, that van uh, painted like that. And those are those are Israeli Mossad, supposedly, in that van. So I know that was long. I know I kind of took everybody on a long thing, but they, I just can't believe you haven't heard about the Israeli art students. No, back. I got to check into it even deeper. That's going to be a big rabbit hole. You know, what I'd really like to talk to you about sometime is The Shining. 
because well, I please. bet you got a lot. <laughs> dude, let's talk. We talk about the moon landing, dude, the shining. I mean, dude, Stanley Kubrick, all you got to do is look at this. You know, he died after Eyes Wide Shut. And Eyes Wide Shut was basically kind of like a dog whistle to this, you know, secret societies, to those those parties where you wear the mask and you do the sex magic. And you basically, it's like a humiliation ritual. It's like Barack Obama and these people, they, they go behind and when they go to the Bohemian Grove, I'm sure you've heard of these things. The reason why they yeah. do this weird sexual stuff so that they have humiliation and leverage on each other so that they feel like they're in a club. So that's why you look at sure. you, you look at Ghislaine Maxwell and like Robert Maxwell, her dad. That's what he was. He would set these guys up and make them sleep with a child so they have leverage over them all. Yeah, she was awfully calm going into that trial, and you know, there's no coverage. And then uh, I think Comey, uh, Comey's daughter, was prosecuting it, you know, and some lesbo uh, judge, you know, I mean, like uh, who, who was, by the way, getting kicked up to the appellate court, you know, uh, because of a good old Chuck Schumer. Right after, I mean, the whole thing works together too well. You look at, I've got a show called Reasonably Well Informed RWI. It's on the New York City Crime Report locals dot com, and we talk about shit like this too. And I'm curious to get your thoughts also, if you got time. Have You've been watching this situation in Pennsylvania with this monk, these monkeys or whatever. Yeah. And there's a woman went to pet the cats and uh, walked through the poop, she says. And now I guess she's tracked Ebola all over Pennsylvania. It seems symptoms. Like, like watching uh, a, a novel develop, you know, is what as one person said. It almost feels that way, doesn't it? Well, I mean, when they get the escaped monkeys in their exact words, or do not, if you encounter the monkey, do not, you know, try to catch it or do anything with it. And now they tell us flu-like symptoms. For me, it almost sounds fake. Like, I mean, you know. That's what I mean. It sounds like bullshit. It's like they don't have the name of the guy driving the truck. He's, a, he's driving a pickup, pulling a trailer. There's some woman who gets involved for no good reason who can barely write. I mean, this woman is a is borderline illiterate. You know, so I, I over to pet them. Uh, I don't even know if that person exists. They're not. <laughs> none of the information is complete. Is it four monkeys? Is it three monkeys? It's it's all kinds of messed up. We're talking about that on an episode really soon because, I mean, look, I mean, if that's what's going on and they're going to come out with some kind of Himera, uh, uh, there's a word for it, a Himera. A type of, you know, a different type of virus, more like Ebola and shit like that, where yeah. you bleed out of all your pores and shit yourself to death. That might get people taking a vaccine, I guess. That would I don't take know. everybody. See, that's the thing. You would take it, you know, if they, that's what they want. They want an Ebola type, you know, disease like that. So that shows you how easy it doesn't take a lab in China or whatever. All it does is take a, a, a truck in Atlanta, Georgia, on the way to the CDC for its monkey testing lab. I mean, dude, it literally sounds like we're in a, a, a James Bond villain, you know, Klaus Schwab and monkeys are, you know, spreading viruses. It's like, dude, what is this? A Transhumanism, movie? for Christ's sake. They're trying to become God. Well, what do you think Give about what well, but, but Pat, listen, the metaverse is real. That, that's what they want. That's what they're going to do is they're going to tell us, hey, for climate change, it's going to be better to plug you into the matrix. And in the metaverse, you're going to have a 10 inch dick and a, a Ferrari. And, a, you know, you're going to be a, the star of the New England Patriots or whatever your dream is. You know what I mean? In the yeah. metaverse, you can be you can have that fake and I think people are going to run to it, dude. And they're even going to take that away from them then. You know, they're like, no, they're enjoying that too much. We need to cut that back. They want, I, I don't think that they will be happy until people are acknowledged slaves, you know, pumping the system so they can get what they want. They want to put, they've got devices they can put on people to measure their movements so that that's what they get paid for. Not time, but you know, actual boxes that you picked up and shit. They've got they've got so much bad bad shit. 
I mean, look, ultimately it's hopeless, right? But, uh, you know, the best thing we can do now is laugh about it and know about it. You know, I mean, how would you not want to know about it? Think of all the things that, that the people don't know that are just like, oh, yeah, Biden. Hey, anybody but Trump, you yeah. know. Give me a break. You look very Texas, by the way. Boru gave me, he's already donated $25 today. I can't believe, thank you so much. I, so I had to acknowledge, I didn't want to be rude, but that's his second super chat. But no, I do, you got look, I do look like I'm from Texas a little bit. But listen, dude, the acknowledgement of like the, the people on the left are like, oh, I, I will never, I'm a never Trumper or this and that. It's, it's basically kind of an illusion that we really, they think that we have like some choice that we're making changes, but really like, you know, they're all against us. Even, you know, even cinema is going against the left. So it's like, like, it's just really hard to have any heroes in this day and age. You're right. They want us to literally be slaves. Like, they want, they, they, they purposely kind of trolled us with Trump. All the people that like Trump, I like Trump. But then they can make him look bad. And then all the people that supported Biden, now he's like Sleepy Joe. You know, you just, it's like no matter who you choose, you end up with egg on your face. So, how, I mean, how do we go forward? I'm not quite as black pilled because I, I still believe in Trump and, and I still believe that what he did was important and what the, the curtain that he pulled back and the direction he that he pointed in. I think that that's so important, and I don't think that they wanted that to happen. I, I do think that that happened. You know, they can steal an election. We know that. Yeah. But they didn't plan on this stealing an election. This is the best election, election ever, though. This past year for YouTube, we just want to say this is the most fair and greatest election in the history of all election. All well, 80, thank God all the right guy million, won. You yeah. know, I mean, like, in a free and fair votes. election. Yeah. Thank God we have Maisie Hadoto to tell us about that, too. But uh, I just, you know, these conspiracy theorists on the right, you cannot talk sense to them. But they could not steal the election in 16 because they, you know, they figured that Hillary was going to win in a walk. Right. So, I mean, that's the way that was. They, they didn't have time to put all these, you know, state legislatures uh, taking the power away from them, putting it in the hands of these courts and stuff, state Supreme Courts, governors, whoever, secretaries of state, uh, you know, of the various states to change all these election laws and shit. I mean, Dude, the fact 50,000 votes determine the whole election. That's all you need to know, Pat. Well, I mean, what the fact that they think that uh, that that it's somehow racist that people bring an ID to vote. You know, and that they can sell that idea to anybody. And I mean, like, even 20% of the country who believes in shit like that. But, Pat, in, what do the New now, Yorkers say that have to show an ID to go get a, a, a chopped cheese at the bodega or whatever in Manhattan? Yeah, How is that not thing. racist? Look, I mean, we can point out the hypocrisies all day. And I think sometimes, you know, that's why all this shit is so... You know, it's so ambiguous, arbitrary bullshit rules that we're going to recognize like, oh, OK, so I take my mask off now and I'm fine. But if I do, you know, all these things and all these holes in their like little story, we notice it and it drives us crazy to them. They just do what they're told. The most obedient people lining up for that life-saving vaccine, you know, Me? they're going to have such a big surprise someday, I think. No, never. They're going to have health and immunity. So, okay, Pat. Well, when they get a boot in the crotch, you know, I mean. It's I, worth I, I, it, dude. Every booster I get, I feel better. And we want to say thank you, CDC. Thank you, Leanna Wynn, for. Uh, of course, I'm quadruple vaxxed. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I, I got a booster just today, and I've never felt better. I ran several miles, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You have been You're able right to sleep in 72 hours. Okay, Pat. Pat, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. We talked about 9-11. We talked about the moon landing. We talked about a lot. But listen, everybody needs to go and, and, and subscribe 
I got uh, I got your links in the description. But Pat, what do you want to leave my audience with uh, tonight uh, before you go? Just said, you know what? If you're an audience uh, here on, on, on the conspiracy castle, you know, an audience person here, you know, then you're obviously down for a certain kind of entertainment that you're really, you know, uh, you need it a certain way. I understand that, you know, and sometimes you need to not be about certain things, too. Look, I mean, I try to, like, talk about as many different things as I can. If they want to check out the Locals page, that would be awesome. NYC, CrimeReport.Locals.com. It's just testing concepts over and over and over again. Would love to have people follow there. And uh, besides that, man, it's just like, I, I love what you do. And uh, I want to have you on Crime Report on Compound, uh, if you'll come. Uh, Anytime, one dude. I'm going to come to New York, dude. I will come on. I need to come up there. That would be my dream to go in that studio and chop it up with you guys. Because I'm a Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm saying I'm a big ONA fan. You know what I mean? I love uh, dude. Another super chat five dollars. So I, I love what Anthony's doing, but it just kind of sucks too. Like that Anthony had to create his own network. Like I, I'm saying, no, that's a it good doesn't thing. suck. It, yeah, it's the best thing that ever it happened. It is a good thing. That, it is a good that thing. That woman accosting him in Times Square. Best yeah. thing that ever happened to me. Because without that woman doing that and the bad shit that happened to him afterwards, I would have been the most miserable dude the last several years. <laughs> you've ever seen well you're the man pat well dude well thank you for coming on the show anthony thank you for taking a picture of that uh black woman in times square and uh thank you guys for watching tonight uh we appreciate it and everybody go go give a follow and tell tell pat that i sent you i'm serious uh because i appreciate that pat will appreciate that and dude oh like i said we're gonna talk again uh anytime i'll come on your show and i'll definitely want to have you on the show again so uh uh peace see you guys all right later man